Good morning. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight, and you say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Praise his word. Praying, kind of a difficult discipline to get into, I find. Like, there is praying that's kind of easy, like when you're in trouble, right? When something's gone wrong or you're in trouble. That, those prayers come real easy off the tongue, don't they? <laughs> when, when uh, you know, you're worried about a test or, or uh, when you're worried about what the doctors are going to say or you got someone who's hurting... Those prayers tend to, those desperate prayers tend to come, to come very easy. But the day-to-day engagement with God kind of stuff, that's a, that's a harder discipline to get into. And I'm telling you that as someone who struggles with it myself. Uh, you know, and I, I'm a minister and I find the discipline of daily devotion in prayer and meditation and all of that to be a difficult one to fit into our busy lifestyles. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. And, uh, you know, sometimes we get hung up on, on how we should pray, what we should pray, how it all works, and what we're expecting when that prayer goes. I will say this. Uh, I, if I want to really freak someone out or make them nervous or scare the heck out of them, I'll invite them to pray. 
at something. And uh, folks, folks do not want me to ask them to pray. At camp, uh, Wendy was, uh, was praying. She was praying that I wouldn't ask her to pray <laughs> in front of everybody. And I know that that's a difficult... Praying in front of people is a bit a little bit of a difficult discipline. Um, and uh, what I always tell people is, you know how you get really good at it? You stand up and do it a lot, right? <laughs> I remember when I was, I wasn't even a minister yet. I was working as a, as a youth leader when I was in the Air Force. And it, my, people would laugh at how bad my prayers were when I would pray for the kids uh, at youth group. And I would do these prayers. They would, they would literally giggle at some of the dumb things that would come out of my mouth or the weird ways in which I would try to say things to God in the middle and how awkward, what an awkward thing it was to be praying for everybody on behalf of everyone. It's big It feels like a big responsibility, but, uh, you know, I just kept doing it over and over again. Now it's pretty, it's less stressful, let me put it that way, (laughs) to stand in front and pray for everybody. But prayer is kind of a, it's a difficult thing because part of it is because I, I think we find ourselves a little bit skeptical about what it's really accomplishing. Right? Can we be honest about that? Sometimes I think we don't pray because I'm not sure. We're not real sure we got a lot of, it feels like we're really doing much about a problem or an issue we might be having or, or any of those kinds of things. Other things that could probably get in the way are just, you know, what, what should we pray for and what do we want to... I, I notice people have a hard time praying for themselves. They feel a little selfish or they feel like, uh, like they shouldn't be bothering God with all their little, their little problems. And then that comes to this idea of what is it we hope happens? Because I, you know, I've grown over time. I used to, I used to feel like, well, you know, I need to, I need to pray, and I need to pray very specifically, or God's not going to know what it is I want or need, right? And I need to, I need to do that. But then I also need to leave room for God's will. So I got hung up on what, what am I supposed to say that's going to prompt God to give me what I want? right and it became this it became this manipulation game well you know i think most of us who are mature christians recognize that it's not that isn't how that works it's not a it's not the right it's not a a spell we're casting right and you have to say the right words with the right intonation in order to get the right result out of it the other thing i've grown out of is is this notion that god is some kind of genie in a bottle that that just produces things for us if we if we ask correctly or if or if i can get all of you to pray for it then somehow that carries more weight with god and maybe i will get that mustang i've been praying for uh 68 fastback in green you know in case you were wondering but (laughs) but uh you know god isn't a genie in the bottle so what is it i do expect when i pray to god well i would like what c.s lewis says that i pray not because it changes god but because it changes me i've come to a place where really if i'm going to go to god with something pretty much what i can expect is that god's going to do some work here not out here Uh, and that's kind of the attitude with which i go into prayer and yet there is such a mystery 
involved in it all. And, and if we can just find ourselves in a place where we are comfortable with the mystery of it, and we speak a prayer in faith, things happen. Amen? Things tend to happen. We, you know, I, I, and I would urge you, don't give in to the temptation to formulize it and to try and even explain it, but just to rejoice in the gift of God that prayer produces. Amen? However, the, the disciples in our text today, they do go to Jesus and they want to know how should we pray. And I was interested in it. I never noticed as I was exegeting this text over the week, I, it, it, until Judy was reading it, I never noticed that one of the things they were asking was, teach us to pray the way John taught us to pray. And I was kind of curious. I was thinking, well, how come we don't have John's prayer? Maybe it was better, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe John's prayer you know, had a little more to it than, than this one did. And we don't have John's prayer to compare it to. But the disciples had been taught by John the Baptist some things about prayer. And now they're looking to Jesus. Jesus, what is your prayer philosophy? How does your prayer world work for us? And Jesus, uncharacteristically, Jesus does not respond to everyone with another question like he usually does, right? He doesn't put it back on anyone else, but he simply answers the question. Pray like this. And I doubt that Jesus intended this to be a formulaic prayer that we pray in church, but it's clear that even by the time the Gospels were written, that this was a prayer that was used in the liturgy of the church. It had become... It had become a, an important part of every worship service to say the Our Father, to say the, the Lord's Prayer uh, as part of their worship. It had become part of the liturgy because it's, it's pretty much the same across the, across the Gospels. So, but I doubt Jesus intended it that way. But there were some interesting things going on in there. And the first thing I want to draw attention to is that it, you know, it does start off it starts off kind of uh, doing some, some rejoicing about who God is, but it's not like a psalm. You know, a psalm is a prayer that sings the glories of God, and you can spend, you know, 15, 16, 17 verses just, just naming who God is and how great God is and all this flourish, and it just lends itself to, to music or canting. This prayer isn't like that. Uh, it's just simple, direct, to the point, stark almost in its lack of flowery language. Uh, sure, it begins with acknowledging God, our Father who art in heaven. Uh, however, it, it points back to us. It's our Father in heaven. It's, it's a completely self absorbed prayer really our father which art in heaven and it, you know hallowing your name absolutely we want to honor who god is in the universe and however again it points right back to us we want your kingdom to come in the here and now immediately we're asking god bring about changes in the world we live in so that it's a better reflection 
of the heaven you live in, bring that change to us in the here and now. Our Father, bring Your kingdom here where we are now. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want Your will happening here. It's a very selfish, it's a very self-driven uh, prayer, really. Not selfish, but uh, self-focused on who we are. Uh, and then it boldly goes into almost demands. Give us. Uh, forgive us. Uh, lead us. Uh, you know, protect us, right? Uh, our Father which art in heaven. i got to go through the whole thing. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth that is in heaven. Give us, give us this day our bread. And forgive us our trespasses, our sins. I don't know why. Have you noticed? No one ever says sins, but that's really what we're talking about. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. Right? Demands, not even a please. <laughs> Demands of God. Give us bread. Forgive us our sins. And we'll, acknowledging that we must forgive others as well. Lead us out of temptation's way and deliver us from any evil. And then it's, it's a very uncomfortable prayer. It's very bold. Going before God. Making demands. What an odd thing for Jesus to do. And, we add, and it's so uncomfortable. The boldness of this prayer. It's so uncomfortable that we Protestants had to add this little flourish at the end. about. I guess it's also in the Catholic uh, liturgy down the line as well. But this, this, we have this other flourish that we have to add to it to make it softer, right? For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Right? That makes it rounded out a little more. But really, the prayer ends at deliver us from evil. Amen. It's a bold prayer. It's a bold and a simple, almost self-absorbed prayer. Jesus, teach us to pray, the disciples said. And Jesus says, you don't need a bunch of flower language. You don't need to gild the lily. God knows how great God is. <laughs> right? You don't need to butter God up. There's a formula in the Psalms that you have, to, you have to kind of butter God up. And you have to make some promises too. If you read David's Psalms, God, I will do this if you do this. There's a lot of that in the Psalm prayers. Jesus says you don't need any of that. Just, but you must direct yourself toward God in a bold way that identifies what is needed in the world around you. We are a needy people. We are people who are in need of our daily provision of bread. We are in need of forgiveness of our sins. Amen? You can amen this stuff. Uh, we are a people in need of, of being led away from the things that tempt us. Amen? We are a people in need 
of deliverance from evil. You can't help but look around the world and recognize that we need to be delivered from evil. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so Jesus says, let God know about that. Talk to God about what those... And in this case, I think there is a sense of desperation that Jesus says, take your desperation for these things to God. And you will orient yourself to what God is doing as you do. We are invited to pray boldly as children of the living God. As a child asks for things from his or her parents, we are invited to ask God for the most audacious requests and to be bold in our supplications. You're so timid. You're so timid about what you think God cares about. And I invite you, along with Christ in our, in our text today, to go boldly before God, asking for those things that, that you think you need, and then go to beyond that into a God-sized vision of what God can do, not just in your life, but in the world we live in today. Amen? It is my prayer that as we think about the Lord's Prayer and we, we use it as a formula for how we go before the throne of God, that we recognize that we're indi- invited to be in a, in a very intimate relationship. The kind that, that invites us to be bold, even brash, in our prayers and our supplications before God. As a child, you're like my children, you know, sometimes a little mouthy about it, (laughs) right? As a child goes before a parent asking for things and expecting that as we do, the mystery of prayer yields to things changing. And ultimately, it's really about what happens in here. But as each of us are transformed in here, things start to happen out here. Amen? Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we do indeed come before You. uh, And we recognize the brashness of this prayer. We recognize how wonderful and simple and straightforward it is. And we thank You for the gift that we have been given. That we don't have to have flowery language or great skill but we must indeed think about what are the needs of me and the world? What needs to happen? Where is God needed most? To come to You with those things. I want to invite us now just to say the Lord's Prayer as we have come to understand it or have been taught it over the years. Feel free to pray it in any way you like. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.